Lots of things go better together. Hockey, food, golf, peanut butter and jelly, Gojo and Golik, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. What? But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. You're listening to DraftKings Network. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Gojo and Golik. Mike Golik Jr., Mike Golik Sr. here. We got a great show for you guys today. As always, make sure you download, subscribe, rate, review. Leave us a five-star rating and check us out here live Monday through Friday, 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern on DraftKingsNetwork.com, the DraftKings YouTube channel, Samsung TV+, Plus, Roku, all of those good places. Fun group of guests uh, for you guys today, and I say group uh, because we got a trio here, part of the great hosts and coverage of the UEFA Champions League on CBS going to join us as the Champions League is kicking back the round of 16 starting at 3 o'clock Eastern today. And so to help out with that, Kate Abdo, Thierry Henry, and Micah Richards going to join us here. Dad had a chance to sit down and catch up with them around the Super Bowl. And spoiler alert for you guys, I tried to invite myself over to Thierry Henry's house probably the most famous guy that we saw at Radio Row, and he politely declined. And so I'm still reeling from that. But how are you doing this morning? Well, it's a good effort by you. I mean, one of the more popular people around there. I mean, we're talking about worldwide as well, uh, that you make your move. I- I'm glad you at least took your shot, uh, even though it-, it didn't work. I took my shot on the sideline with Jay-Z and, and also got rebuffed. So we both, you know, got, got pushed aside uh, but but we took a chance, and that's all you can do is really take a chance. So, I, listen, I love Super Bowl week. I love Super Bowl, but I ain't going to lie. Eight days in Vegas, that's a long time. That's a long time. Then when they say 48 hours should be the tops in Vegas to visit there, eight days is a long time. But they, not surprisingly, did a great job uh, because they're used to hosting monster events there. Uh, so I, I thought it went very, very well outside of the rain um, early on in that week, but uh, good to be home. Good to be home, sleeping. You know how it is when you go away for a while to get back, sleep in your own bed. Very, very nice. Vegas is the first Super Bowl I've covered, and it's not been many. I think it's like eight or nine now that I have felt physically sore after. I woke up the next day after coming back yeah. and felt like I had run a marathon, and I have no idea what running a marathon feels like it's just the kind of punishment that city tends to dole out but dad the nfl got exactly what they were looking for out of this experience now i don't know how you'll quantify this with the experience around vegas but we got the tv ratings and that's certainly a good place to start according to nielsen and adobe analytics the chiefs overtime win over san francisco averaged one point uh 123.4 million viewers across television and streaming platforms it shattered last year's mark of 115.1 1 million when the Chiefs beat the Eagles and the CVS broadcast itself averaged 120 million which bested the network's previous uh, mark of uh, 112.34 million for the 2016 game between the Broncos and the Carolina Panthers so however you slice it dad even though Nielsen's counting ratings a little bit different now and there's some things that affect this it's the most watched Super Bowl and most watched event that we've ever had which is basically what happens with the Super Bowl every year. Yeah, I mean, this is exactly what happens, and and it's not going to change anytime soon. Forgetting even the Super Bowl, we see normally in the the top 100 shows, all television, all year, it's usually dominated at the top by NFL games in the regular season. So it's the most popular sport. Like I said, it makes the most money, makes about $15 a year. Roger Goodell has the goal of it making $25 billion a year, which is just... Amazing, though, with the gambling now into the money they're making, the streaming they're making now, and just how the sport seems to even grow more as the mo- most popular sport. It's not shocking. This many people uh, watch it, tune in somehow, some way. Obviously, there was a, there, you cannot deny the Taylor Swift effect of this, of bringing more of the casual fan, which, which the Super Bowl is uh, the, more the casual fan because of the ratings, obviously, but even more because of Taylor Swift. So kind of all came together uh, to be the greatest viewing audience for a Super Bowl ever. And who knows, you know, if it will keep going up even if, if it stays the same. It's a ridiculous number. It's an absolutely ridiculous number uh, for people to, to, for people to tune in. 
Yeah, the Taylor Bowl thing's going to be hard to quantify also because you're right. It felt like there were certainly an uptick of a lot of people. We've seen all the numbers about viewership of, you know, female fans and young fans and all the people that have come to the game because of her. And we certainly saw anecdotally there was the great viral video going around of uh, uh, an adult father and son celebrating last year's Super Bowl victory by the Kansas City Chiefs on video. And then this year doing it surrounded by a bunch of their young kids, especially young daughters who were in there now and yep. excited about Taylor Swift. So all those things that kind of seemed to pull together in a very positive way. You also had a bunch of people that latched on in a very negative way now that were new for that party as well with the crowd reacting very negatively to Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid's interaction on the sideline. And now all of a sudden using that on TikTok to forecast things they think are going to happen negatively in their relationship that feels insane to me that basically dad is a reminder that you don't go too deep in the water on tiktok because that's where the zealots are and it gets a little scary and first the positive side not only did it bring because i saw a couple of you know the interviews where a father said now watching the super bowl with his daughters because his daughters wanted to see taylor swift but also the father's kind of like you know younger than me you know even or or around my age or whatever Getting into Taylor Swift, right? It's especially fathers a lot younger than me who have younger daughters. So it worked both ways. You know, while the daughters were watching football because of Taylor, maybe they were turning their, their dad on to Taylor Swift music and, and we'll have a growing number of Swifties. While we got a growing number of NFL fans because of this, maybe it'll go the other way as well. And yeah, quickly on that, I, I get it. The people that are are saying a lot of that about the Travis Kelsey bump of, of Andy Reid are, are definitely the casual fan. But when you start seeing it, you know, on national TV, some respected uh, people out there, uh, you know, saying, you know, my kid is asking, Mommy, why did that guy push it, that old man? I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, it, it's just, it, it's, this happens in football. That's that, that's about. Is it is it a great look? No, it's not the greatest look in the world. But this happens on sidelines, where guys have to be pulled away from their coaches, players have to be pulled away from one another. It's an emotional game. I never put too much stock into anything that happens on the sideline, and I'm not putting stock into this at all. There's an accidental bump on Andy Reid, and they scream, and he screamed. Did Kelsey add Andy Reid? It happens. So to take any more out of it like people are doing, like you said, Mike, the TikTok zealots out there is, is just – and I won't say it's ridiculous because you don't know. The casual fan doesn't know as much as people who, who see football all the time. This happens. It's not the greatest look in the world by any stretch of the imagination, but it happens, and there's nothing to worry about here off the field. Yeah, no, I, I, I had a bunch of people bring this up yesterday, and I said, yeah, of course, it wasn't the best look. I'm sure in a private moment, Travis would probably want that moment of interaction back sure. with a guy in Andy Reid who he loves and respects and works with all the time. But then beyond that, what more do you want me to say? It's not like this is something that's going to linger yep. with those two. It's not like it's something that I think no. is indicative of other problems. And so once we go past that, it's yeah, it was it was bad. Wish it didn't happen. It did. They've both moved on. And so will we, and we will move on dad to something that, uh, you know, I mean, it's our kind of our duty as gas bags twofold. One, uh, I feel like now that we yeah. need to turn our <laughs> attention towards next year and get ready to do a little bit of way too early power rankings of the NFL season while it's fresh in our head and we can get this out here and put pen to paper and see if we're smart at all, but also lead dog with the question, dad, as we go and do the ridiculously way too early power rankings for the 2024 NFL season, it also begs the question to ask because a spoiler alert, I think you and I are both going to have the Kansas City Chiefs as the number one team going into next year since they're the two-time defending champions. How realistic do you give them a chance to actually three-peat, Dad? Something that is well, such a rarity in sports overall, let alone the NFL, to actually happen. Yeah, I mean, listen, if I'm, you're going to sit here and ask me today, I'd bet against it. You know, it, it's tough enough to, to, to go back to back. Last time we've done it was basically 20 years what, the 0304 season, so, you know, with the Patriots. So this doesn't happen a lot by any stretch of the imagination, especially in an age of free agency uh, where teams still changed some back in the day before free agency, but now with free agency, you know, even for the Chiefs, when after, you know, they're, they're packing up their lockers uh, and they'll get to go to their parade together, that will be the last time this team as we see it, is going to be together. There's going to be changes even on that team as well. The biggest ones is, is Chris Jones going to be back 
on the defensive side of the ball. Are they going to pay him? Uh, so, yeah, I, I think it's, I, I, it's a tough bet to think they're going to three-peat. But I'll say this. Listen, I picked Buffalo uh, to beat him. I picked Baltimore to beat him. I couldn't pick the Super Bowl because I was working it. But we saw how they came back and won. And I guess I'll just use the two words that everybody just continues to use. Pat Mahomes. I mean, you just it's and, – and to me, their defense was so much better this year. As we know, they played better. But in the end, it was keep the ball in Pat's hands, whether he's throwing the ball or running the ball – and he's going to get the job done for you. So I don't think I would bet it uh, that they would go back and win it on a three-peat. But, man, he makes it – Pat Mahomes makes it hard not to bet it. Yeah, it's kind of like having the, the is Pat Mahomes an all-time great conversation, is he the GOAT conversation with Tom Brady, is you're allowed to have it because this guy has been such an anomaly and this team's been such an anomaly so far. Three-peat conversation feels the same. Like, yeah, statistically probably not the best bet, but it's going to be hard-pressed to make me pick against them when we get ready to start next year. Yep. It's the same reason I have San Francisco. Number two in the way-too-early power rankings, Dad, as I think you do as well. Because when you look at this roster, it's another one. You talk about the advent of free agency, all this change that's going to come. San Francisco doesn't have a lot of change on the horizon. There's not a lot of free agents nope. on this team, especially in the key positions. They've got another year of Brock Purdy where, oh, by the way, he'll have an entire offseason this time around, Dad. Remember last year he comes off and finishes the season right. with that UCL yep. injury, and he's so injured they're not sure he's going to start the season. And we heard after the fact that Kyle Shanahan approached him and told him, hey, if we can coax Tom Brady out of retirement, we're going to let him come out of retirement and do this because we're that unsure you could start the season so now you're going to give him a full offseason again with Kyle Shanahan and the rest of these weapons he's probably going to get better this roster's still a juggernaut and so they should be right back where they were yeah I, I completely agree with that uh they're now they are 11 mil over the cap and I think they could fix that pretty easily they still don't have to pay the quarterback as you mentioned not a big time uh, free agent out there that they're going to lose so I think we're going to go into next year saying what we said about them this year that they had the deepest roster and maybe the best roster from man to you know one to one to wherever you want to stop middle of the roster than anybody else and that's how we go into the season again. And can they get over the hump? A lot of this is falling on now on Kyle Shanahan. When you're there three times and you lose three times, it was kind of like Andy Reid in Philadelphia. Couldn't win the big one right. Got to the NFC Championship game. He would lose. And he got to the Super Bowl in Jacksonville. And he lost. Uh, so it was like, when is Andy going to win? He lost his job in Philadelphia because he couldn't get over that hump. He'd keep going to the NFC title game, but not only one Super Bowl. That's when, and when he loses his job, then he gets to KC. And amazing, you know, great turnaround there. Certainly it helped with Pat Mahomes. But that's where we are getting with Kyle Shanahan. Two losses in the Super Bowl uh, as a head coach, another loss as an OC up 28-3. to three. So there's going to be questions, and that's fair. That's fair to say. Now, as it will, I'll always say, and I know you will as well, it's the players on the field uh, to execute. And I know so much is being said, and we can rehash it if we want, about the decision to uh, take the ball in overtime is to not take the ball. And I look at it as a bottom line thing at times, Mike, is they took the ball, they scored three points, stop them and you win the Super Bowl. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm about players executing on the field. And I know it's Pat Mahomes. But you know what? They didn't go undefeated. They didn't win every single game. They looked human at times. So stop them one time, and you win the Super Bowl. So I, I, I but this is what Kyle Shanahan is going to have to deal with: twenty-five percent in his three times in a Super Bowl on third-down conversion. So a lot's going to get looked at him, but also a lot has to get looked on as the players as well in executing their jobs because there were definitely blown coverages out there. Look after the turnover on the on the ridiculous block or the punt that hit the ankle of one of the players, turns the ball over one play later, KC scores on a busted coverage. So that's not a coach's fault. You know, that, that's a player's fault not executing on the field. So it goes both ways. Yeah, but Kyle's the one common thread throughout all three of those experiences yep, you described. Exactly. Not every player was on mm -hmm. the field for all three Super Bowls Kyle's lost, and so that's why it's going to follow him. And it, you're right, it's it's unfair, but affairs the plays that uh, they judge pigs. The 49ers got rich people yep. problems. Most NFL teams would kill to be where they are, this consistently dominant, especially without having to have gone out and had a half-a-billion-dollar quarterback. 
but they've been here long enough to where they want the Kansas City Chiefs problems, which is winning Super Bowls and figuring out how to string it all together. Dad, going on down the list here, three, four, and five, you and I have the same grouping of teams. You're both Baltimore at number three, which makes a lot of sense. While they're going to lose a ton of defensive coaching staff talent as they've had multiple members of that staff, including Mike McDonald, most notably their D coordinator, that's now the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks, gone. Justin Matabike, big-time free agent, defensive tackle. Patrick Queen, a free agent at linebacker. Kevin Zeitler, a free agent at guard on offense. And so you've got a number of important pieces, but yep. the core is still there. Todd Munkin is going to be there for another year in Lamar Jackson's year. That offense took massive steps forward and could probably still add some personnel in the receiver room to get even better. And so I feel pretty good about their chances. And then some combination of Detroit and Buffalo following that up dad at four and five. I got Buffalo in that spot, just seeing the way they ended the season, knowing, hey, they did it largely pretty banged up on defense, on offense. It was Sands, a number two receiver, consistently a lot of times in that team, and they were still able to go through that because of the strength of the quarterback. I feel pretty good about Buffalo going into next year after making some tweaks, just because you got one of the dudes, quite frankly, at quarterback that can change things on a dime. Yeah, we, we just, we just flip-flop those, but it could go either way. You have... Uh, Buffalo, then Detroit. I have Detroit, then Buffalo. Detroit has a ton of room on uh, the salary cap. Buffalo uh, does not. <laughs> Buffalo has, you know, they're, they're, they got a lot to make up there. I think like 50-some million dollars. You mentioned Baltimore, some people they have to re-sign, unlike San Francisco we talked about. Matabike, the big one on defense, he's going to go from making a million a year to over $20 million probably dollars a year. So we'll see. But I, I agree, Detroit and Buffalo are kind of interchangeable. Detroit young, they're getting to the party now. Dan Campbell has that. They're kind of on both sides of it. Buffalo is is been there for a few years, and the expectation is get over the hump, and they haven't. And Detroit is now kind of just put, put themselves in the party. They, they've joined the party with some of the other big teams now, so let's see how long they can hold it there. Yeah, exactly. You want to talk about someone who has earned their way to new problems, the Detroit Lions, who we came into the season said, win the division, and that would be great went and outperformed that and got themselves to the point where they looked like they should have won the NFC championship. And so now we're allowed to expect more from them. Obvious spots to improve on defense there. Dad, the rest of the pack that I think is most interesting for us. So I had uh, Dallas at six, Miami at seven, which we were both the same on there. I had Houston at eight. You had Green Bay. I had Green Bay at nine. You had Los Angeles. And I had Los Angeles at 10. And you had Houston the interesting thing to me is neither of us had Philly in this top 10. And I think that right. becomes the most interesting question going into next year is a team like the Philadelphia Eagles. And I would even throw in the Cleveland Browns one side. Philadelphia yeah. has the quarterback question answered, but the rest of that roster, especially defensively went South in a hurry. Hassan Reddick's now asked for permission to uh, explore a trade in Philadelphia and then the Cleveland Browns on the other side showed all right with Joe Flacco at the helm we got a roster that can do some things but Deshaun Watson is still your big money quarterback he's going to be the guy back there when healthy next year and we've got questions about if he can lead to that point is there either of those teams you would feel more likely to include in the top 10 push come to shove if you had to right now I mean, if I had to, I would think more along the lines of Philadelphia because let's be honest. I mean, Deshaun Watson's going to be back, and he's going to be the quarterback yeah. because we know, and we we have no idea. He's looked good and he's looked bad. I have no idea what to go there. Hopefully, you get Nick Chubb back, who came back from the knee injury. He's you know one of the top rushers in the NFL, and I do like that defense. But Philly has has been there, done that. I, th that one's a head scratcher to me, except, you know, we, we did give reasons of injuries and they really changed the linebacker position. So I think they may have learned from the mistakes they made last year in management on players they let go and who they need to bring in. But they are going now on their third year with three different offensive coordinators and their third different defensive mm -hmm. coordinators. So that we saw what Gannon and Steichen brought. They were in the Super Bowl. And we saw when those guys left how it hurt a little bit, but injuries and talent on the field as well. So I would expect a big readjust by them because they had been, you know, to the big game to uh, do what they need to do to get back in at least the top 10, I would say. 
Yeah, I was going to say, I don't want to say act like the Eagles roster is now totally devoid of talent. The reason they were 10-1 to start, the reason we did have confidence is because of where it was. Vic Fangio feels like at least sure hands a proven commodity on defense. Kellen Moore is going to be fascinating because I wonder where we're at in the eval of him as we get way too early and look way too far ahead to next football season. Hey, Dad, what do you do when you're out with friends? The waiter comes up and tries to take everybody's order, but the whole table freezes up and everyone's looking at each other trying to find some help. Mm, that's a great question. So what, what should I do? You should have some confidence, Dad, or as our friends at Jägermeister call it, shotfidence. If everyone's having trouble ordering, here's what you do. You take charge. You grab the bull by the horns. You find that dog in you, and you make an executive decision. And just order for the table a round of ice-cold Jägermeister shots. Damn, that's cold. Because apparently, we've all been drinking Jägermeister wrong. Did not know that. How should we be drinking it? Glad you asked, Dad. We should be drinking it ice cold at zero degrees Fahrenheit. Well, that brings up other things that I love ice cold as well. And I'll tell you right out of the gate, that's going to be a candy bar pulled out of the freezer. That's my way of eating candy. Oh, I love it. On the golf course out there, you get to the turn in the middle of the round there, and you get to that little clubhouse there, and they've always got the candy bar options, and I always see they've usually got a little box of them in the freezer, and it always makes it better on a hot day out on the golf course, taking a bite of that cold, cold chocolate and getting ready to go for the rest of my round. It's the same way with Jägermeister. So wherever you are, if you're hanging out with friends at the bar, call the shots. Cheers with ice-cold shots of Jägermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume. Imported by Mast Jägermeister US, White Plains, New York. So, Dan, while we look ahead to the NFL season from next year, we did have a bunch of headlines about the people that are going to be coaching it and doing other things around organizations that popped off over the last week that we didn't really get to because we were out in Vegas, mainlining fun and uh, a bunch of other things. And wanted to get to them here, Dad. Uh, we talked about the Dallas Cowboys and their status going into next season. Part of that is going to involve a new defensive coordinator. Mike Zimmer now officially hired as the Dallas Cowboys defensive coordinator to replace Dan Quinn who's headed off to go and coach the Washington Commanders. Mike Zimmer, who you know, began his career as a Cowboys assistant, or it's not began his career, but was a Cowboys assistant from 94 to 2006, starting as a defensive assistant and moving on up there, comes back to the fold. And, Dad, this is kind of what we expected with Jerry Jones, a veteran voice, someone with head coaching experience in Mike Zimmer, who comes over with a proven track record on that side of the ball. This is a defense that's pretty mature in their life cycle, and so I don't think the prospect of starting with some up-and-coming coordinator or up-and-coming position coach moving to that spot was necessarily going to be the flavor of ice cream that Jerry Jones wanted to eat. What would you think of this? I, I like this hire. You're looking at who's a head coach in Minnesota in a lot of the biz, big statistical areas. They were not going to go through them all. He was in the top 10. Uh, so he, he's, he has certainly you know, got his chops on the defensive side of the ball. You mentioned first coaching. That was his first NFL coaching, though, when he went to Dallas in 94. He had been a few college stops before that. He was there for like, I think, 12 or 13 years, ending up as the D coordinator before moving on to Atlanta, Cincinnati, and then head coach at Minnesota. I don't know if many people know, after Minnesota, the last two jobs he had. After Minnesota in 22, he was at Jackson State as an analyst. And then last year, what was the big story in college football, certainly in the beginning of the year? It was Deion Sanders in Colorado. He was an analyst at Colorado. You know, he was, he was out there. Uh, helping and now going to the Cowboys as the D coordinator. So I like this hire. I think this is a good hire coming off of Dan Quinn, who's had some really good defenses sans that last playoff game, which obviously didn't go very well, but I'm not going to judge a person on one game, even though a lot of times that's what we do, especially in the playoffs and certainly especially the Super Bowl, like we're doing with uh, Kyle Shanahan now. But I think this is a good veteran hire for a defense that is, you know, had shown itself at times to not only maybe be the best, but certainly one of the best in the NFL. Yeah, get ready for a lot of double-A gap blitzes. That's, uh, I mean, that's the oh, Mike boy. Zimmer flavor of choice 
yeah. is, hey, he's going to get them all up there and he's going to try and make your life a living hell. So uh, he's got a profile that's not all that dissimilar from Dan Quinn in that regard and that he's going to put his pass rushers in really good spots to succeed. They're going to do a lot of that simulated pressure stuff. He's one of the early architects of that. That double A gap was really uh, something that was synonymous with him by the end of his time. But, uh, Dad, I think for a lot of Dallas Cowboys fans, their hope is, hey, Mike Zimmer and an added emphasis on stopping the run becomes something that they talk about here. Mozzie Smith, obviously, a little bit of a disappointment last year. Their top draft right. pick out of Michigan, who was expected to come in and help out with that. They got pass rushers to burn. Micah Parsons is going to continue to be the center of that defense, and they'll get healthier on the back end. But it's going to be, and the Dallas Cowboys charge really is, hey, you got to figure out how to, in critical moments, run the ball and stop the run better because we saw by the end of the season, both of those things became the issues for the Dallas Cowboys. His job will be on defense to try and remedy that. And at least from what we know in the past, that's an area that Mike Zimmer does care to emphasize. And so uh, for Dallas fans, uh, listen, I, I don't think it was ever realistic that you were going to go and hire some fresh new voice. And so in terms of this, and you look at how former players have talked about it, I've seen Harrison Smith, our former, our buddy, uh, and his former player in Minnesota talk about how much Mike Zimmer challenged him mentally, the kind of ways he stimulated him. I do think when you've got a star on defense like Micah Parsons, who talks so much about how Dan Quinn helped him, that's encouraging to hear because you want to make sure that star player feels stimulated as a guy that's going to be challenged to continue to grow because that's how great players are wired. Yeah, I think this was the way to go to get a veteran defensive uh, coordinator like this because of the toys that you have on that defense, starting with Micah Parsons, you know, for a team that was 12 and 5, for a team, obviously, like all teams, having the high expectations, but it just seems like one side of the ball or the other lets them down in crucial moments, right? Uh, again, I called that playoff game against Green Bay and just could not believe what I was seeing, especially out of the Dallas defense, which had been so good, but at times it's the Dallas offense that all of a sudden there's no running game uh, at all. And Dak's off as, as a quarterback, though he didn't have as many turnovers this year as last year. It's just they never seem to all be on the same page for that run in the postseason when we all see the talent that they have on that season. So I like this with Zimmer. I think he keeps uh, the glue together on that defensive side. And you're right, his system, players are going to love his system. As a former defensive player, anytime you're in that attack mode uh, like Zimmer is, you love that. You love to be on your toes and not your heels. Yep, definitely uh, there. So, Big change coming in Big D. Meanwhile, uh, Dad, speaking of another place where the coach is likely on the hot seat, because we know Mike McCarthy walks into the 2024 season, seat firmly on fire, already had conversations about his job this offseason. I think the same is going to be said for Rob Sala coming up with the New York Jets. Uh, Woody Johnson, their owner, had the time and had plenty to say uh, about this team heading into their offseason, uh, including this quote that the discussions I've had in the last couple of months They've seen me about as mad as I can be with what was going on with the offense, particularly we have all this talent and we have to deploy talent properly. So I think they all got the message. This is it. This is the time to go. We've got to produce this year. Dad, that sounds like the easiest possible way of saying without saying it. Hey, Rob Sala, it's put up or shut up this year. I went and got you, Aaron Rodgers. I understand he was hurt last year, but we can't go embarrass ourselves in front of company the way we did in 2023. Yeah, I mean, listen, they, they built a team around Aaron Rodgers and then four plays in, Aaron Rodgers wasn't there. Um, you know, you not all teams are set at the backup quarterback position, and here you had a guy who was their former, you know, what number two pick to be the guy, um, but who had failed. That's why you bring in Aaron Rodgers. But they did bring in other talent. They could use more. Certainly they need more help on the offensive line. But the defense, certainly a mainstay. Uh, there that Jeff Albrick is running on that side of the ball. So when you're building around like Tampa Bay did with Tom Brady, you know you have a couple of years. Same thing with the Jets, and they just blew a year of that, you know, with, a, with your 40-year-old now coming back off an Achilles injury. So time is of the essence here to get things right. Yeah, you know it's bad when the owner is telling your defensive-minded head coach, yeah, you're going to concentrate on offense now. Yep. He said, we've got a D coordinator to handle that stuff. we got a special teams coach. We didn't have a backup quarterback last year, which 
Uh, if you didn't know Zach Wilson was going to be yeah. gone this year, let it feel sure now after the owner comes out and says something like that. But daddy's right. Like that's the criticism we all had from the outside. And I'm sure Woody Johnson yes. watching from the inside is saying, Hey, listen, I understand that Aaron, look, once it got past Aaron Rodgers, I get it. It wasn't going to look great. But when you've got the Browns out doing what they're doing and a number of other teams that managed to go and win with backup quarterbacks, it starts to look a little ridiculous when you're not just bad, but it's downright a boring on offense. Yeah, I, w- I would say, Mike, it would be about as good a bet as you could make that the quarterback behind Aaron Rodgers next year is going to be a veteran. <laughs> is going to be a guy that gets because you never know with him if, if he gets hurt again or misses some games or whatever. But you're after seeing after everybody seeing what Flacco did, you know, now everybody will jump on that bandwagon. Oh, we got to have a veteran. But we had all said that in the beginning, right? When Aaron went down, bring in a veteran. Bring you know you're you're not going to be as good as you were with if Aaron were on the field. But bring in a veteran. And they didn't do it. They decided to go that route, and they stuck with it 100%. And I understand that if you're going to go down that road. But I don't think there's any doubt there's going to be a a quarterback behind Aaron Rodgers who has NFL experience. Yeah, you need – and I I don't know if he's going to be available because he was with the Commanders last year, but you need the cash equivalent of a Jacoby Brissett on your roster. One of those veteran quarterbacks whose names you know right away. That's one thing we can be damn sure of is you're going to have seen this guy before. You're going to be very familiar with him because – to this point, you got to keep your boss happy. That's where the Jets are at right now. I got to keep my boss happy so I don't get fired. So I got to make sure my boss wants a backup quarterback. We're going to give you one that's a household name. We're going to give you one you're used to seeing around the block. You're not going to have to squint real hard to make this one out. You're going to know right away. So the Jets, uh, again, I have a feeling a lot of their ills change very quickly if Aaron Rodgers just stays healthy and on the field. But that doesn't change the discomfort that comes with playing in New York and having a pissed off boss. Sound the trumpets, it's horse racing time. So saddle up for the action with DK Horse, an official DraftKings affiliate. Right now, new customers who download the DK Horse app can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $250. Just deposit $25 or more and complete the playthrough requirement. Wager on your favorite horses, then watch the races live right in the app. Download the DK Horse app now. New customers get a 100% deposit bonus up to $250 when they opt in with code GOLIT. Only on the DK Horse app. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 18+, plus in certain states, to open or access an account and resident of a state where DK Horse is available. Eligibility restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. One per new customer. Match calculated on first deposit up to a maximum of $250. Deposit requires two-time playthrough of settled wager within 168 hours. Bonus released in $25 increments. Deposit and eligibility restrictions apply. See terms at dkhorse.com. Welcome back to Gojo and Golick, Mike Gold Jr., Mike Golick Sr., and we mentioned off the top of the show, my dad just finally got back home from Las Vegas. He was there for over a week. It's inhumane to leave someone there for over 48 hours, and we had the entire sports media world do it for a week. So in honor of that, we wanted to kind of give you a best of that by going through and doing a bit of Las Vegas Super Bowl superlatives, and dad... These basically write themselves, but I want to start off with this because I I think everyone saw the branding around the Super Bowl. Everyone was so surprised that we even got here, all these things. And so we had this idea of what Vegas was going to look like in our heads hosting the Super Bowl. And then we've got reality. So I want you to start off with the most Vegas thing that you saw all Super Bowl week. What actually leaned into the bit the best of anything that we had around there during the most important week of the football calendar? This one was easy for me, uh, and, and it's the same guy, and it's twofold. In media, media row where we were all week as we were sitting you know, on our DK set, watching Wayne Newton go into the pit in media <laughs> row there and do interv- interviews. Wayne Newton, man, about as Vegas as you can get, is, is doing interviews in media row, and he did the open for uh, the Westwood One, where, who I was calling the game for, he did the open for it, for, and, and it was fantastic. So 
What's more Vegas than getting a Vegas person to do an open for the biggest game of the year and then also doing all that media? But seeing Wayne Newton walk into the media world over there for the Super Bowl was about as Vegas as you can get to me. It was it was weird. It was like you're seeing someone out of the normal context. It's like seeing a teacher outside yes. of school. That's what it's like seeing Wayne Newton <laughs> walking around Radio Row. Carrot Top was kind of in that vein for me, too. He was all over Radio yes. Row. I saw he was on with our friends at the Dan Lebitard show. Carrot Top, the, the, the top is not as carrot anymore. There's a few other colors mixed in there, too. The sand, uh, Carrot Top's been living hard. I, I think that's very clear from the appearance there. Dad, the most <laughs> Vegas thing for me, though, was the other things going on in Las Vegas at the time. Like I walked into the lobby of our hotel one day and we were staying at the Hilton, the resorts world. It's this massive hotel. That's also got like a mall in the background that I didn't notice until the last day. And I remember walking back in there like Wednesday or Thursday night. So we're in the meat of Super Bowl week. And I walked down into the casino and there's just a whole other convention for a whole other industry that's going on. And I see all of them down in the lobby gambling, their orange lanyards on. It's some biotech company. I have no idea what it is. And they have no idea what we're doing there. And it was that realization yeah. that, oh, Vegas has just <laughs> absorbed the Super Bowl into its portfolio of other events. It's not putting anything out. It's not displacing anything. Traffic was a little bad by the end of the week, but I was amazed at just how yeah. effortlessly Vegas absorbed the Super Bowl and seeing full-blown other business conventions going on there the week of the big game was a reminder that our world while we think it's very big is still very small in the grand scheme yeah 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 i mean listen they they handled the nfl draft extremely well when we were there to 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 say vegas and a big event is just kind of ho-hum yes they know how to handle it and obviously to your point there they know how to handle multiple events so kudos to them and god bless next year we get to go to new orleans Sweet baby New Jesus. Orleans. That's going to hurt. Um, let's <laughs> get to a uh, best celebration video, Dad, which is basically <laughs> just an excuse to talk about Jason Kelsey. Uh, I don't know if you have another entry you'd want to admit to this, but no. watching Jason no. Kelsey's adventure through celebrating the Chiefs Super Bowl win was a journey unlike any other. He had gotten so many Allen from the hangover spoof credits during the week, but we saw him partying in a luchador mask wearing his full Kansas City Chiefs outfit. We saw him partying with Marshmallow, who was DJ the family and friends party after and we saw the video if you're watching on DraftKings network right now that you're seeing of jason in his overalls and luchador mask fighting against gravity with everything in him to try and stay up i mean he, he if you see that video the 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 chiefs that are walking in like obviously travis and taylor and others they're dressed up nice he's got the chiefs yeah. overalls a chiefs t-shirt and a mask on i mean this was Jason, I mean, uh, just staggering around. He won, man. He's having a ball. I, I, we all believe he's going to retire. He was full in on the Chiefs and his brother in the Super Bowl. And this man was having some fun. It was, it was great to see. He was, he was our live version of Frank the Tank. I mean, and it was so cool to see. I just wonder at some point, because <laughs> you, you didn't see his wife Kylie anywhere. If you wonder if, if she just said, yeah. all right, dude. Go go have your moment and then and then we're done. Okay. <laughs> we're we're gonna be an adult after this. But man, kudos to him for having a ball. You know what? If he is retiring, I'm sure this is kind of like the hey, I understand this is your chance to go celebrate with your brother. What we really need now is bring Jason on the Eras tour. Travis, I'm sure you're gonna be going out there on the road, supporting oh. your woman, doing her thing. Bring Jason on the Eras tour and let him interact at the Swifties. Upon this rock. I will build my church. Dad, let's get the best celebrity sighting here. Who's the most famous person you saw in Las Vegas? For me, it was uh, on the sideline and, you know, a little eye contact, nod, or not conversation, but with, uh, with Jay-Z. So to me, and, and listen, there were, there were plenty of, of stars around. We know that. Uh, but for me, it was, as I said, the guy that could walk around on the sidelines and he, he did have a credential I only knew that because I saw a little bit of the lanyard coming out of his pocket, but he basically had the credential in his pocket, did not have it on, and never got questioned by anybody. When this is the most secure sideline of you better have your ID 
or your, your credential. You better have your armband on. He had nothing and just walked around, and nobody bugged him at all, nor should they. So to me, out of a lot of stars being around there, it was Jay-Z. So I took biggest pretty literally, and I went with Rasheed Wallace. I, New Heights, the Kelsey <laughs> Brothers podcast, hosted a party. And all of a sudden, I looked up to the left, and I just kept looking up. And Rasheed Wallace, who is by no means the largest player to play in the NBA during that era, but one very notable from my childhood in those early 2000s Pistons teams, just kept looking up. It was such a reminder, Dad, that NBA tall is so much different than any other kind of tall. And we yes. see them all on TV next to each other, and we normalize it, and then you get to a game in person. And these guys just keep going. And the fact that it was Rasheed Bleeping Wallace, who was one of the coolest figures from sports in my early lifetime for the way that he approached uh, a lot of his game and those teams that he was a part of. So that one was pretty wild to see in person. Gigantic. Tra I also feel like when you're that big, you have no choice but to play in the NBA because if not, clothes are really going to be expensive and you're not going to have yeah. really the bank account yeah. necessary to take care of it. So uh, it's very true. That was pretty very cool. True. Dad, Let's go on to biggest winner from Super Bowl week overall. Coming off of this week, who ends up winning the biggest out of everybody? Can be, you know, player, coach, the league, celebrity, anybody you saw out there during that week. So Friday night, uh, we, you and I, uh, it was fun. We got to hang out. We, we get the name drop here with our buddy Darius Rucker, who played the EA Madden party. Uh, which Tua Tungavailoa was the host of. Green Day played there, and then Darius played there. Very late played there, by the way. Um, you know, there were a lot of winners of the week, but I'm going to say, and the one thing we have done whenever we see Darius play, uh, a lot of times there's a casino involved. We always gamble after that. We always go play blackjack. Mike, I'm not going to lie. I was a big winner. I had a good night Friday night at the blackjack table, okay? You were there. You saw it. I think you were losing, unfortunately, but I was winning. It was a wonderful night at the blackjack table on Friday night. So I'm going to say me at the blackjack table right now because a lot of other winners, but I took this one personal. Yeah, I mean, listen, you could certainly throw the NFL in there overall. We mentioned this the most watched Super Bowl ever, the most watched thing ever coming off a week in a city where we never thought the NFL would have any affiliation if you'd ask us five, even five years ago, let alone right. 10 years ago or beyond that. They managed to pull that off. The city of Las Vegas unsurprisingly effortlessly hosted this. Uh, but, Dad, you're absolutely right there, which leads to the biggest loser, which was me. I didn't win a single dollar that entire week gambling. <laughs> and to your point, I was up late every night towards the end of the week. I thought I was going to be able to manage my pitch count. And then I got to Thursday and cut it loose too early. And it ended up with me in utter shambles. I, like most people, limped to the airport in Las Vegas on Saturday morning with my dignity strewn about the street somewhere, no money in my wallet, and a bunch of just blurry stories to try and tell later on so thank you las vegas thanks for nothing Welcome back to Gojo and Golick, Mike Gold Jr., Mike Gold Sr. And as we get ready for life after the NFL season for football fans, you can get some more football coming up today as the UEFA Champions League kicks off their round of 16 starting at 3 o'clock Eastern today. You can see simultaneous matches between Copenhagen and Manchester City along with RP Leipzig and Real Madrid on CBS and streaming on Paramount Plus, who has the best commercials in the game right now. Before those games, you can also get ready with the UEFA Champions League today. And while I was in Vegas, I had a chance to sit down with the hosts of that in Kate Abdo, Micah Richards, and the all-time great Thierry Henry to check out and preview the knockout round for the biggest sport in the world. Take a listen. All right, this is great for us. We're a show that primarily deals in a lot of American football, and so we are ready to get a little bit of education for us and our listeners as we get ready for some very exciting Champions League football coming up. So to help us out with that, we got an all-star cast here. Micah Richards, Kate Abdo, Thierry Henry, kind enough to join us here as a part of CBS's outstanding Champions Woo! League coverage. You can also check out <laughs> the matches on Paramount Plus as well. Feeling good after that. I mean, you were over here counting in different languages when we were getting ready. Yeah, I knew know. I had stars and greatness on the set. This is here. new for me, Radio Row. I, I like what's going on here, man. I feel alive. Yes. What's this been like, seeing the world kind of meld together? I know you guys have a special. You're going to do football meets football on CBS before the big game coming up. So what's it been like watching these two worlds meet? Well, it, it, you know, I'll, we were talking about it just, just a bit before. You know, sometimes when there is kind of a gray area where it is 
football, our football, obviously, because you said football meets football. In our side of the world, that's the game. Oh, yeah. When you flip it here, it is not. So it, it, it can be funny, like Micah just walked past the Gronk earlier. He didn't know. Oh, that's right. No, yeah. it's not a bad thing. I'm oh, just yeah. saying oh, that's yeah. the point. It's like when we walk sometime <laughs> in New York or whatever, people will not recognize us because it is not the game. So that's why it was important to, to do it. Football meets football, and then people can you know, have a bit of more knowledge about it, and it's going to grow like that uh, naturally. But this is what's happening. It's the same when some of the big guys go in Europe, people don't know who they are. It's just a great occasion, though, isn't it? I mean, it is. When you're in the UK, it's all soccer, football all the time. So to come here in Vegas with the crew, with my, my teammates, I love them dearly. It's mm -hmm. just nice to have a different you know, atmosphere. Absolutely love it, man. Yeah, I mean, so what about I, you, Kate? <laughs> I live here. I live in LA, um, so I, I feel the like valley. I get to have <laughs> get to have my feet <laughs> in both cultures to LA a little again. bit. Oh yeah. Um, but it's it's very cool for us as a soccer show to even have the opportunity to be part exactly. of this. Exactly. Yeah. You guys got JJ Watt's going to be on with yes, you on sir. the show, doing uh -huh. some great stuff. So another big beefy guy in there, mix them all in. But I, I, we've also seen these worlds kind of merging a lot. The NFL announced today that they're going to be playing a game in Spain coming up wow. in 2025. Wow. Uh, that game's going to be play, uh, I believe, going to be played and hosted by Real Madrid out there. Well, well, Madrid. Madrid. Oh, yeah. And we've seen the NFL playing games in London. Germany, I know they're eyeing yeah. games in France. So uh, you mentioned over there obviously football is not the biggest sport but they're clearly trying to increase that global reach have you noticed more of a difference in there since the nfl's been trying yeah. to make that outreach most definitely i mean the nba did it and has been doing it for a while obviously we're talking about the nfl you know yeah the, for example it's a quick story the way i came into uh, uh, watching for the first time a, a football game so an american football game uh, it's a long story but i'm gonna try to cut it short uh, obviously growing up listening to nwa I wanted that Raiders jacket. Mm. We talked about it before, the starter jacket. Obviously, my dad went to a dodgy market. He got a fake starter jacket, and he got the Giants one. Oh, wow. You know, the old school with the logo here, you know, the NFL logo here, and then Giants in red. Uh, and then as the year, they won, they won the, 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 the Super Bowl against the Bills, and we all know what happened, Norwood, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then I ended up watching it, but it's through hip-hop. Sure. technically that I knew about the game because we couldn't see any game at the time. So obviously being able to go to Madrid, obviously London will bring awareness. I think that's great for the for the league. Michael went to his first NFL game in London. Yeah, went to the, the, the Titans. Uh -huh. Yeah, it was it was amazing. It was at uh, Spurs Stadium. And I'm not going to be honest, I don't know a lot about American football. You're all going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. I have to be honest because, um, but it is growing, and I, and I like it. Obviously, JJ Watt, part owner with at Burnley as well, who we're going to uh, see tomorrow, which is going to be cool. Um, but I just like the, the tactical side of it because when we got we got rugby in England, sure. and you get the ball, you, you run. And I don't want to disrespect rugby, but. The, the quarterbacks in this game and all the plays that they've got to remember and then the, all the, the teams and then the kickers coming on, I just think it, it's, so, it's so good to watch now that I understand the rules. But, um, yeah, I love it, man. I love it. The Champions League round of 16 starting on Tuesday coming up. For fans over here who maybe some of them jumping in for the first time, seeing it on CBS, everything they're talking about, as we get to this stage now, what should people be looking for? What are you most excited to see coming up in this round of 16? Well, it's different. Obviously, you have the group stages before where you need to qualify, obviously, to go to the knockout stages. And knockout stages are like playoffs. Mm -hmm. you, you win or go home. That's basically what it is. So you always have great entertainment because you have two games. So you have the first leg and the return leg, right? And then on the first leg, you try to see and assess what's happening. But then the return leg, if you're two goals down, you have to score three. So it makes it very interesting because the team will open up and it will make it, will make it a, a, a great game right from the start. Um, then I'm, I'm not going to go too much into details about the tactic because it's, it might be too early for that for some people that don't understand the game. But that's what it is. You know, when you go into the knockout stages, it's just it's playoff times. And your team Arsenal are in there? Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's yeah, talk yeah. about so, them. You know, for a very long time, we, we've been waiting to be back in the Champions League and trying to perform. Obviously, we're playing Porto. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't want to jinx it. You know, it's kind of weird because for a little while, I didn't have Arsenal in the, 
in the Champions League, so I was kind of okay. I was watching the games, not 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 you know being nervous. Now they're back in. It's going to be a tricky tie against against Porto. But like I said, you know, the I said it before, obviously before we we came to see you here. The game that I'm more excited to see is is, is uh, Inter against Atletico. Not so much because of the entertainment, but as a as a coach, I like to see also the game tactically. And I think that the Inter game against Atletico will be will be a great tactic battle. Tactical Mike, okay, what are you guys looking most forward to as we get to the round of 16? Uh, Man City, um, I think I've said it before when I'm on the show, when they had the, the weight on the shoulders of not winning the Champions League with a lot of money invested in the squad, obviously dominating in the Premier League. So it's to win last year and get that pressure off them. I want to see how they can play and just be free. Um, they've had a couple of injuries this season, key players. Um, everyone know Haaland, if you, if you like soccer. Um, and Kevin De Bruyne has just come back as well. And they look now like they could be unstoppable. Man City always go through a run of 10, 15 games throughout the season. And it looks like they're just putting that run together now. So I'm looking forward to see how they can do. Uh, for me, it's probably similar to what Thierry said. We've we've left the group stages behind. The group stages sometimes can feel like it drags a little bit. You've got of course. Uh, eight groups of four teams each, and you can end up having certain games that don't have much jeopardy on them. Now that we're in the knockout stages, it's like Terry said, every game counts. You end up getting the bigger teams facing the bigger teams. Um, and so there's just everything to play for. And in those situations where there's everything to play for is when you get the really good action on the pitch. Well, yeah. I, I know. Everyone should be excited about this. It's a great time to jump in for people yes. that maybe hadn't at this point. Like you said, the stakes are here now, and you're going to have phenomenal coverage here from this crew that's should on the be, set Should be, should be. You, you, you enjoyed the show, though. I'm going to ask you a question. You, you enjoyed the show? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I see you guys go viral. Who, who, who's your favorite, then? Oh, listen, I would never pick a favorite here, but I am sitting on the couch oh. next to Thierry. I'm trying to get invited over to his house. I'm trying to see if this is a <laughs> hard no. He's rejected you once can. already. Let, let it go. I listen. I'm a glutton for punishment. What can I say? <laughs> I played offensive line for a long time. I spent my time running my head in other big guys. So. I'm no stranger to a hard head. I feel like we can break through. We're already making strides. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, no, the, the beard game is flames. I'm trying to keep up with you right now, man. No, you see, put on a for us before. I have a little patch here, but you know, we, we won't see that too much. I just That's fine. Fine. Good I'm, I'm uh, me and Thierry on the same no, team. Oh, so problem. I'm, uh, exactly. I'm jealous of the line up top. So. <laughs> but while you're, wearing a, while you're wearing a cap, just you know let what? it go, man. Go. Exactly. That's all I'm talking about. Be free with it, baby. Let's go. Be free. Be happy with it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Got to yeah. get a little of the oils in there, Cares take care of it. You know, so no nice lines, soft. you know, happy lines. No exactly. lines, happy lines. Well, you look, you're looking well anyway. See, there we go. Bald and beautiful over here exactly. with my good time. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Bold oh, yeah. and beautiful. I like it. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to steal that one. There you go. Guys, we appreciate the Thank time you. So, Thank much. You so much. Enjoy the rest of the Radio Thank Row you. experience here, and we're excited.